Welcome to Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. Hello and welcome back to episode 32. This week I chat to Maddie who is a self-proclaimed SEO queen. She helps businesses get found online and we chat about how you can use Pinterest to drive traffic to your website how we can get started with SEO and Maddie's journey with meditation. This episode is full of practical tips, so make sure to have a notepad handy. Before we dive into the rest of the episode, I wanted to tell you about the online platform I created with you in mind. Fearless Members Club is an online community of creative female business owners who craved a supportive space where they could ask questions, meet new people and learn new stuff through our monthly expert sessions. I know that running your own business can feel lonely at times, but it really doesn't have to be that way. Community is everything and our members are sharing ideas, their expertise, and what's even more cool, they're collaborating on joint projects. It's just £10 per month to join, so if you'd like to find out more, head on over to anadenlevy.com forward slash fearless members club. Hi, thank you so much for joining me. It's absolute pleasure. I'm very excited about having a chat. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thank you. So... To begin with, I wanted to kind of jump in at the deep end, I guess, and ask you um, what um, what you would describe as one proud moment in your career so far. Oh, wow. We're jumping in with the big ones first day. Eh? OK, uh, so one proud moment in my career so far. I guess there are two. Um, one of them would be launching my group coaching course, Let's Get You Found. Uh, that was about a year ago now because that was basically creating it's like a culmination of all my SEO know-how so that I could help people on a on a bigger scale and then the other one was speaking at the W Hotel in Nesta Square where I last visited eight years ago and I couldn't even afford a drink there and then I was the guest speaker at, at an event so yeah I felt pretty pleased it was under Europe's largest glitter ball which is basically my idea of heaven <laughs> <laughs> That sounds really exciting. Obviously, the course in itself, I, I know, like launching new things is always quite scary. There's lots involved in the launch itself. Um, and what was the event for that you were the speaker for? So it was the National Association of Wedding Professionals. Oh, nice. Yes. Right. So I guess this kind of leads me on a little bit about, um, you know, what it is that you do now, I guess, if you'd like to kind of introduce yourself. Absolutely. So my name is Maddie Jones, but my Instagram handle and therefore everyone assumes it's my name is Maddie Shine. Um, And I have the nickname the SEO Queen. I run a consultancy called Making Your Business Shine because that's exactly what I love to do. So I work with clients and teach communities all over the world to get found on page one of Google. So they grow their businesses because they're more visible. So they get paid to do what they love. And not only that, they get fully booked when they follow my advice. Amazing. Um, so I guess this leads me on to um, how you first started your business, I guess, and, and what did that look like? And, and was it something that you um, did straight kind of out of school or what was what, what did it look like? Yeah, so basically, I have been working with the internet since I was 15 in 1998, when my dad gave me a subdomain of his business website. This would never happen now. And from there, I designed my first website. So I had the internet before most of my friends. Um, Leading on from that, I then studied business and marketing university. And then I worked in nine to five marketing jobs here in London. 
And then about nine years ago, I was made redundant. I suffered a family bereavement in the same month and lost my home. And then I took my redundancy check and I went to India for six months. And so there I discovered what I really wanted to do was be my own boss. And the easiest way to do that and to continue traveling was to work online and create an online business. So I'd already started working in freelance projects for marketing and PR and things like that. But in the midst of that, I got engaged and then immersed myself in the world of weddings while still traveling. So basically, I wanted an outdoor wedding in a field in England. And at that time, I couldn't find the right suppliers I wanted. And it wasn't because they didn't exist. It was because they didn't have someone like me in their lives who could help them connect with their target audience. So basically, I created a niche for myself. I committed myself to helping wedding businesses. And from there, it grew quite quickly as people followed my advice and got results, right? So I became known as the SEO queen. I started getting booked for public speaking for events and things like that. And then I expanded to working with all types of creative businesses because I kept getting inquiries uh, for all different types of businesses. And so now the business has been going for seven years, full-time five years. And I've been lucky enough to work with hundreds of types of businesses all over the world. Wow. So that's quite, quite a lot happened in the last (laughs) few years, I guess. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I didn't mention I got divorced in the middle of that as well. So basically quite a lot has happened. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So both in personal and kind of professional life. Yes. You've had, yeah, lots happening. And in terms of the, you know, redundancy, obviously, uh, and then going away to travel in India, did, what was that process like of, of finding that kind of the thing that you wanted to do? I'm assuming obviously you were already familiar with SEO whilst you were working in your full time job. Exactly, exactly. So I had been wanting to go more and more online, um, but still, you know, nine years ago, blogging was definitely not considered cool. Um, but there were wedding blogs and things like that that I was very interested in. And I thought, oh, maybe that could be my niche. Maybe I could, you know, create a wedding blog or something like that because I was absolutely obsessed with weddings. But actually, what I saw was I wanted to provide a helpful service to the, pe- you know, the wedding professionals themselves. So it was, it was definitely an organic process and it was through just tons of research and just really seeing what felt right. I've always considered myself uh, a very helpful, optimistic person. And I think for me, the, the bright light was switched on, so to speak, from when I realized that I had all this kind of tech know-how. Like I said, I was quite an early adopter with the internet. And I, and I don't speak like a regular SEO expert. I speak like a regular person. So basically, I could communicate all these skills that all these businesses needed, but in an interesting way. So my whole thing is that I say that SEO, it stands for search engine, search engine optimization, but I say it stands for so exciting, obviously. So it's like a whole different angle to, uh, to getting found online. Yeah, I think the topic of SEO is quite... Um... I think a lot of people shy away from it because it seems too technical. Like you say, obviously a lot of um, people who perhaps teach it, you know, it's, it's all very technical stuff that people who may not be that way inclined just really kind of shy, shy away from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I just wanted to very quickly um, kind of ask you about, because obviously you, you started off as kind of focusing on, on wedding professionals. Mm. At what point did you decide that actually I'd like to open this up to a wider audience? And I guess 
a lot of the time we're told, you know, you should niche down. It should be, you know, you should have a specific niche that you're kind of tending to and, and you don't want to be too broad. So what was that kind of, how did that decision come about? So, so yeah, so basically I, I was always offering SEO services as well as Pinterest support and all this kind of thing um, to all different types of businesses. But the thing is, I was, I was marketing myself to wedding professionals, but I was always getting inquiries from creative businesses. And so for a while, whilst my marketing was always to wedding pros, I was helping a whole different range of businesses. And so actually then I just opened up the marketing. So I always was doing it, if that makes sense. It's a bit like different services. So some people come to me over the years and they say, oh, I thought you did this. I thought you did that. Now I've done a whole lot of different services. Basically, I wanted to provide services that were helpful, the professionals wanted to pay for, that would help them be more visible. So I've been booked for copywriting projects, designing websites, Pinterest and consultancy work, Pinterest and SEO consultancy work, all sorts of different things. But um, I realized that I was basically just getting too fragmented. So I really just wanted to focus down. So I, I focus on uh, Pinterest and SEO now. Yeah, so I remember when I first found you, it was actually through, I think you were promoting um, your Pinterest services. Yeah. Um, and so I guess before we kind of head into talking about SEO, um, why do you think Pinterest is kind of important for small creative businesses? Oh, Pinterest is absolutely invaluable service. So basically, it's a, I see it as a brilliant business opportunity for businesses because it's a search engine. It's visual. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yes, it can be a time suck, but so can everything. Um, but basically, it's a search engine that can be used to attract more business. And it's vastly underused in the UK by businesses, even though the users are there. And there's 175 million Pinterest users, for example. They can't be ignored. And um, there's a fantastic stat that I love to quote. 67% of all UK brides use Pinterest to plan their wedding. And also millennials are using Pinterest just as much as Instagram. So basically, Pinterest is a huge tool. And I still, that's why I still teach workshops around the UK to people who want to know more about it. You've mentioned there's 175 million Pinterest users. Do you yeah. know what the stats are for, say, Instagram? I don't at the moment. Not It's had, had a, quite a big growth, hasn't it? Yeah. But, but basically, it'll still be less. But what I found is the Pinterest users are more dedicated to making a decision. So with Instagram, we all know about the, the thumb scroll, right? Exactly. Yes. And we're just like, okay, great. I mean, we barely like and comment anymore. If that, you know, barely remember, oh, you know, what our friends or people that we love uh, are posting. But actually with Pinterest, you go there with much more of an intention. So you're searching for different things. You're creating collections um, or no, known as boards for things that you want to buy or things that you want to create. And so therefore, it's much more memorable and people are actually going to make decisions much quicker. Yeah, I think you're very right in terms of it being very much... Um you go there with an intention of searching for something specific or or gathering ideas but again it's relatively specific to you know something that you're looking for isn't it so I guess uh, as you say it's much you're much more likely to then go through and visit someone's website and kind of go through that kind of trail I guess exactly yeah, exactly. yeah. so before we move on to SEO, is there anything or perhaps one tip that you have for anyone who really would like to up their Pinterest game, um, but perhaps they're not entirely sure where to start? Pin images from your website, not from your desktop. 
That is the number one tip because what lots of people do is they have images that they might, you know, that their own images of their products or services that they have, you know, in their, on their computer. And then they just pin from there, but actually it needs to be from your website in order to create the link back to your site. And then people will much more likely to click through. Yeah. And in terms of pinning images from Instagram, what's your advice on that? Pinning images from Instagram, you can connect through IFTTT. Um, there's uh, it's a free website. It stands for if this, then that. And basically what you can do is connect your Instagram account and your Pinterest account through IFTTT.com. And basically your Instagram images will immediately go through to your Pinterest boards. Oh, I did not know that. That's very oh, cool. handy. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't realize that. I so I think what I've done in the past was to kind of link back to the interest at uh, Instagram, sorry. Um, but obviously that leads people to my Instagram account as opposed to anywhere else. But yeah, no, that's interesting. I didn't know um, that there was a an automated way of doing things. Yes. That's great. Yeah, that's really helpful. <laughs> um, so moving on to SEO, I guess. Um, you've mentioned, obviously, it stands for search engine optimization. Um, how can it help to grow um, our business and attract the right clients? Well, basically, the, the, the weird thing is that, you know, we all rely on social media too much. And it's a dangerous thing to do because Instagram could collapse tomorrow. And then actually we haven't been working on a website. So actually with SEO, it's all about optimizing your website and really helping it sing all about your business. So what you need to do is optimize every single part of your site so that you are more visible in front of more of your target audience. And that's how you're going to attract the right clients. But what lots of people do is ignore their website because they're worried about the tech. They're worried about they're doing it wrong. And so they just focus on Instagram. But actually, social media needs to support whatever you're doing on your website and promote what you're posting on your website in order to draw more people back to your site, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, like I said earlier, I think... um... I mean, I was kind of perhaps the same in a, in a, in a sense that I was a little bit put off by the technical side of SEO. Um, my wedding photography website is in WordPress and there's so many different plugins that you can get. There's so many different things and so many different ways in which you can optimize your website that as a kind of, as someone who doesn't, you know, have that technical knowledge, it was a bit overwhelming. Um, I don't know whether you have any kind of tips in terms of, yeah, I, I guess kind of all, all of the different plugins and everything else that you can kind of use uh, on your website to, to help it run smoothly, run faster. The plugin that I would very much recommend if you've got a WordPress website is Yoast. That's Y-O-A-S-T. Do you have that one? I do. Yes, that's, that's definitely something I've been using. Yeah. That's brilliant. So Yoast is fantastic because it's a plugin which basically scores your website, scores your website pages and your blog posts individually. And it gives a traffic light system. So there's red for you need to make improvements. There's amber for it's just about okay. And there's green for, yep, we're happy that you've optimized this as much as possible. And what you can do is you can add your keyword that you want to you know, um, basically that you're imagining that your target audience is searching and then coming across this blog page or blog post, a blog post or website page, sorry. And then basically you optimize that page based on that keyword. So it will make suggestions 
as to what you need to do. The thing is, the only slight thing that I would say there is that what lots of people do is they don't think about, okay, what, what, what keyword am I optimizing this page or post for? And they think that the about page, the keyword is about, and so therefore they optimize the page for the word about, whereas actually that's not what people are searching for to try and find you. They're searching for Devon wedding photographer, or they're searching for London wedding planner or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So as you say, obviously the keywords are key yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, making sure that people can actually find you. And so it's, it's being mindful about um, the terms that people are using to actually put into Google to search for the services that they need. Yes. So in terms of keyword planning or keyword research, is there anything that we should be doing? Yes, you need to be thinking about what your audience are actually using. Um, you need to think about what their intention is. So, for example, if you are a photographer and you um, love to photograph certain venues, then you need to make sure that you are ranking for the venue name and then the word wedding. Um, for example, if you are photographing babies and you want to be found for a certain type of baby photography or a certain type of family photography, then you need to be thinking about all the different variations of those keywords. Now, there are loads of different tools to find the right keywords, but um, what you need to do is actually create a, a plan of action so that it all ties in nicely together because you can't use the same keyword phrase on more than one page or post. That's something I was going to ask, actually. So, for example, if... Um, you know, as a wedding photographer, obviously I've photographed at the same venue multiple times sometimes. And so how do you go about that actually? Um, when you, when the key phrase is the same, um, is, is there, should you be using like a different variation or, or how does that look? Yes, a variation. So you could use the venue name, the venue name plus wedding, the venue name plus wedding photography, for example. Right. Okay. So these would rank differently then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. Okay. Um, so in terms of general SEO, would you say that it's more of a kind of long-term game, I guess, or would you say that you see results quite instantly and um, once you start working on it, do you, do you kind of see um, things change quite quickly? That's a great question. So basically the way I teach SEO, yes, quick wins are available. Um, I can teach you how to create content that will appear on page one ASAP, but the secret is to actually stay there. So it's very easy to appear on page one, very easy, but actually because more content is being created around the world in every single minute, it's all about longevity. It's all about the long-term gain. And so this is what I say to my clients, you're in your business for the long run, not the short term. So it's unlikely that each time you post to Instagram, you're inundated with inquiries, but wherever you are online, it's more of a buildup of interest and awareness, speaking to the customer at the right moment in their journey. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. So it's, a, it's kind of being visible, I guess, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. When people are searching for, you know, a photographer or a planner or whoever, you know, whatever it might be that your business is. Exactly. No, it makes total sense. And in terms of is there is there kind of like a a step by step plan that you know or or things that we should be taking into consideration when it comes to SEO because obviously we've mentioned um keywords um we've mentioned 
plugins like Yoast. Is there anything else that we need to be looking at in terms of SEO that's that's actually crucial to um, us being found online? So, so really, it all comes down to stating the obvious everywhere you are online. And you might think, well, that's a bit stating the obvious as they state the obvious. But really, I see so many websites that if you took away the images, I would not know what that website was about because they are being too arty with their words mm-hmm. so, and they're being too vague. So basically, you need to state the obvious in page titles, headings, subheadings, paragraphs, in the file names for your images. People aren't searching for the couple's name. They're searching for the venue. They're searching for the county. They're searching for the town. And if you have different services and product ranges, create extra pages dedicated to each of those different services, each of those different counties or cities that you work in or want to work in. So you need to have one purpose per page and be 100% clear about that on that page. And then you need to link the pages together skillfully and keep the customers on your website for as long as possible. Yeah, because obviously there's this, um, obviously for anyone who's familiar with Google Analytics and stuff, obviously there's a bounce rate um, that is calculated each time someone visits your website. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So bounce rate is one of the many things that Google Analytics um, calculates for you, like you said. And so the bounce rate is where someone comes to your website and then leaves after only having looked at that one page. So what you want to do is you want to reduce the bounce rate to as low a number as possible. Um, so usually I would see, if it basically if it's below 40 to 50, it really depends on your business. But if it's below 40 or 50, then you're doing okay. Obviously the lower the better. Yeah, so uh, if it's higher, is there anything that you need to be looking at and to, in order to change that? You need to be looking at how you link your pages and posts together. So basically when you're, uh, for example, say I'm writing about a certain, you know, I'm sharing about a certain venue that I have uh, photographed a wedding at. Now, some people say, oh yeah, I've got a plugin to say I've got related posts or sometimes they'll be like, oh, but they don't even look at other posts. They won't do anything unless you tell them to. So actually when you say it was so great to be at X venue again, and lots of people will then link to the X venue website. Uh, with those words but actually what you want to do is you want to link to the previous time that you blogged about that venue so that's just one way that you can then keep people on the site the other way is to um, say in your concluding paragraph of that blog post you can say um, if you liked this wedding then you might like to see more of my x county wedding photography and then that text alone could link to then a page or a portfolio category or a blog category that you've got where you only display weddings that you photographed in that county. So basically it's all about finding useful links that will serve the customer's needs because what they're doing is they're researching, they're collecting information and they really want to end that search as, as in a, you know, they, they don't have infinite amount of time. So what they want to do is they want to find the answers to their questions as quickly as possible. The other way of doing it, the other way of reducing the bounce rate is to be really obvious with your main pages. So we just talked about blog posts, but with your main pages, you can basically have call to action buttons with, you know, in your kind of brand colors, you can link different pages, not just in the menu, but you can have a footer menu and you can also have a call to action at the bottom of each page. So people can find out more. They, when they scroll to the bottom of the page, they're not left wondering, what do I do now? Where do I go now? 
So there's all sorts of different ways to link the pages together and keep people on the site. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's essentially creating that trail and a route for people to follow through. Exactly. And then obviously, hopefully then either coming through to the contact page, obviously, to contact you or, um, or any other kind of call to action that you might have. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, 99% of the people I speak to aren't even sure if Google knows, they, knows you exist. So what I try and say is that basically you need to be, before you kind of drill down and kind of worry about these details that you might hear, oh, well, so-and-so was talking about this and blah, blah, and I should be worrying about this now. Really, it's all about starting with the basics, stating the obvious, and then building up from there. So then you measure the results of the content that you create and uh, and then do more of it and then create more of that kind of content yeah no I think like you say I think perhaps actually I mean I have a bit of knowledge when it comes to SEO because I've kind of I uh, tried to teach myself as much as I could when I was first starting out so that my website wouldn't you know would rank but uh, if if I'm totally honest I've completely kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit and and I've I've let it slide a little bit and um in terms of creating content and stuff I've been um slacking to say the least but it is just very much covering your basics as well like you say because if the basics aren't done then I guess anything else that you do extra isn't perhaps going to have the same results as you'd hope exactly exactly because because you know I, I sort of use this analogy of sort of like you're, you're sort of fumbling around in the dusty corner of, of a room and then you turn around, there's actually a big golden glittering ballroom behind you and you didn't even realise because you were kind of faffing around in the corner, like worried about this one particular detail. And, and you know, like I don't, I don't mean to tease, it's just like I think that people get really bogged down in the details without even looking at the bigger picture. And SEO is there to help you be more visible. So you need to decide what you want to be known for and like I said, if you've got different things that you do, create different pages for it. But you need to have a plan of action, which is exactly what I teach in my, um, in my SEO course, Let's Get You Found. You know, hashtag casual plug, right? <laughs> but it's like, it's, I, think that, I think that what's really, I think that people get so like, oh God, SEO is terrible. And they just go around with that mindset. And actually, it's the thing that's actually going to keep you going. And, and yes, of course, you, you've got to keep on top of it. But again, with the plan of action, then it will help you stay on top of it rather than going oh god it's at the bottom of my to-do pile and yeah. what do I do about it and you know it's a very common story it's just that I see that it affects everything in your to-do pile it helps you prioritize which project to publish next it helps you understand what you need to put on Instagram next it helps you know which website updates you want to do next it's all of those kind of things so when you're working on your business SEO affects everything that you that you do there um, so you really need to prioritize it However, that seemed to scare, scare some people even more, you know. So it's just like, oh, God. So then they just don't literally do nothing. And then they're just sort of, you know, hoping on a wing and a prayer, basically. And it's just like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Just, just invest in expert support. That's what you need to do. And, and stop wasting your time worrying about all the free advice that you might read on the Internet um, and how it applies to you. Um, it's really, you know, like I've got a Facebook community called So Exciting, obviously, SEO for Creative Women. And people in there like it, like the way that I share tips, because as you can probably tell, I don't, I don't kind of overload with technical information. I 
share tips and I offer free trainings and things like that because um, it, it's so important to be more visible. It's so important for the longevity of your business. Yeah, and as you said something really interesting earlier, obviously if Instagram were to disappear, obviously you, your website's kind of the main point of call, isn't it? And yeah. I guess people refer to email marketing in the same way in terms of kind of owning that space. Um, whereas kind of social media platforms, obviously it happens that people's accounts get deleted for whatever reason or get hacked and you lose you know, potentially thousands of followers all of a sudden. And then so what is the next kind of way in which people can actually get in touch with you? And, and, and um, yeah, what's, you know, what is the way that you can actually have, get clients? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's going to be, I sort of think of it like, um, like a house, okay? So you've got, so your house is always going to be there, your home's always going to be there. But all these other kind of social media and things, they're like kind of, you know, as if you went, I don't know, out flyering or something. And you're like, well, come and look, come and look. And people are like, well, some people are like, oh, yeah, I'll come and look. But some people just want to see the flyer. They don't want to, they don't want to come and look at the house. And so I think that it's really important to recognize that social media is not your business. Your website is the, be- is the one that represents your business. It's the one that gives all the information. It's the one where you can absolutely go to town on um on giving as much information as you like you have no restrictions and you can really share everything that you do you just need to get more eyes on the prize so to speak yeah absolutely and you can be crystal clear about your messaging and everything else that that involves kind of talking about your business yeah something else that you kind of um i thought of when you were talking earlier um in terms of you know creating that brand awareness and and popping up in places where people are searching i guess um is it wise to have additional pages um talking about certain you know keywords or um, i don't mean kind of I'm, I'm not referring to kind of keyword stuffing or anything but you know actually useful content um that isn't perhaps um or cannot be found through the kind of main menu of the website so so pages that aren't actually linked in on the main page so you're t- yeah so this 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 was definitely a, a technique that seo uh, companies used to do um but i would definitely suggest unless it's going to be like a landing page that's um from a facebook ad or an instagram ad or something like that then connect all your all the rest of your pages together because people want to stay on your website more it'll help your bounce rate it'll be more useful to your target audience. Mm-hmm. I guess it comes back to, you know, there being so much information out there that actually it can be a little bit overwhelming and confusing at times because, yeah, that there's just lots. And, and I think it, it goes back to what you said earlier as well, is that we can get caught up in all the little details of something, whether that's SEO or whatever it is, um, and not actually looking at the bigger picture and 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 making sure that the basics are solid um, before you kind of venture off into different directions. Exactly, exactly. You've got to have solid foundations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, if you were to give us one tip for anyone who wants to improve their SEO, is there anything that we could kind of start with? Uh, well, obviously, the cheeky one would be come and have a chat with me. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I really basically I just want to help um, everyone who's kind of feels like they're 
reading this free advice. They look at Facebook groups that aren't about SEO and they think, oh God, they're doing all this stuff and trying to figure out how it might apply to them. So come and join my Facebook community. Also so exciting, obviously, SEO for Creative Women. It's on Facebook. Um, but also do, uh, do think about all the tips I've been sharing um, as we've been chatting, Anna. So basically stating the obvious, creating extra pages for your different services, being 100% clear about the purpose of each page. Because otherwise, you're just going, you're, if, you're, if your commitment isn't there and your confidence in what you do and your clarity, then you're not going to be able to get the customers. So really actually having that clarity and a bit of a strategy actually and yeah. a plan is, is crucial in order to then uh, focus on SEO and, and then are the, any other aspect of your business. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And so tell us a little bit about the course that you are running. So, yeah, so Let's Get You Found is a culmination of all my SEO know-how. Like I said, I've been working with all these different kinds of clients for seven years. And basically, it's a video course. So there's 10 different modules and there's various different videos in each module. And it's self-guided, but there's a separate Facebook support group where I go in there and I do Facebook Lives. Um, you ask questions. There's a great little community there. And basically the people who are dedicating this time are seeing much better results, obviously, because they've got me in their lives and they're, they're doing exercises. Um, but yeah, the great thing is that it's a video course so that it's me chatting, but um, you can do it in your own time. You can do it around all your other projects. Amazing. Sounds like something that I might potentially need. <laughs> oh, great. I'd love to have you. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's definitely, obviously, just chatting to you is, is definitely giving me a bit of a kind of boost and a mo motivation to kind of look at SEO again and really pick it up because it was something that I was focusing on when I was first starting out, but it very much kind of slid down the, you know, to-do list quite, quite quickly. Um, yes. <laughs> as it can do, as, as with everything, I guess, uh, when you run your own business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are your goals for the coming year? What are you kind of focusing on now? So my focus is to help more creative businesses in my free Facebook community, which I've mentioned, and also my group coaching course, which I've mentioned. Um, but also I've got my own YouTube channel. So I launched that earlier this year where I chat to strong creative women about how they make their lives work. Um, a key kind of focus for me is obviously to get found and to get more visible, but also how to take care, how to prioritize self-care. So that's called Jid and Magic. So I've got some amazing um interviews coming up on there which is very exciting um so yeah so those are my two kind of focuses for next year but also i love to travel so i am going to mexico in november which i'm very excited about I haven't been there before and also i go on meditation retreats so i will be going on a few more of those over the course of the next year oh that sounds very exciting so we'll definitely check out the youtube channel um when we first initially um spoke over the summer when we were booking this um chat in you were off on a yoga retreat I rem if i remember correctly yes a meditation retreat yeah no yes. yoga oh sorry yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine the two often get yeah mixed Mi up mixed up so. and how was it oh it was amazing so um i go every summer um usually for two weeks this year i went for three um, you can go up for up to six weeks, um, but it's absolutely incredible. It's in the middle of the Swedish countryside. It's um, so there's nothing for miles around. It's just forests and cornfields and barley fields and lakes. And 
a lot of the food that we eat there is all homegrown organic garden and there's an on-site bakery and it's about 160 people and because I've been going for a while then I know everyone there and so it's just a really lovely atmosphere so we had the meditation workshops and then basically we a lot of it is spent in kind of silent retreat but also eating this amazing food then you just hang out in the evening playing music and going for walks and yeah it's just incredible it really is very restoring um which is something that I'm <laughs> yeah very passionate about when when you're running your own business it can be quite easy just to kind of get caught up in it all and uh you know I'm sure you can identify <laughs> oh a hundred percent yeah it's it's interesting to listen to to that it's um yeah meditation has been something that I've been kind of playing around with oh yeah for the last few months I guess and I'm still working on kind of making it a, a more regular kind of habit, I guess. But um, what is it that you kind of you found through meditation? Well, uh, without meditation, I would not have my own business. I would still be stuck in an unhappy marriage. I wouldn't know what my direction in life was. I would say it's had pretty profound effect on my life, to be honest. And I, I'm, I'm very surprised to hear myself say that because no one was more cynical than me. Um, when it was introduced into my life, I was like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I'm quite a lively, happy go lucky person, but it was, I, I had, I didn't have a stable foundation. And I think through, I mean, I met the meditation teacher that I do eight years ago, um, in India and I kept going back and went back to India for five years in a row, uh, every winter to go and participate in more of these meditation workshops. And now I participate a lot in their online trainings. But of course, like I said, I went to the Sweden Center. So it's really just every time I go, they have like different topics and things like that. So I've done ones about discovering my strengths, gifts and talents, about managing my money, about self-love, about self-care. So there's all sorts of amazing things. So that's really how it's helped me because it's been so thorough. Mm -hmm. um, and just discovering all these kind of different things and having different insights about me. And it's just generally improved my relationships um to sound really cheesy with myself um yeah. but also with everybody else in my life that sounds so interesting um i think when well I, I don't know about anybody else but i guess when you initially you know when you're introduced to meditation you think that it's it's very much just about sitting in silence and i guess like you've said obviously it can be used for all sorts of kind of areas of your life and um, that's really interesting. Would you mind sharing who it is that you kind of um, go on retreats with? Yeah, absolutely. So they go under two brand names. There's Bright. So I'll, I'll share the link so you can put it in the show yes, notes. Please. Bright. It's www.bright.how. Um, but basically, on they've got loads of free talks on YouTube as well under Balance View. Their website is currently being done, the Balance View website, so I'm not going to share that. But basically, the the difference between this and like Headspace, for example, or anything like that I've found is the support structure they have. So, you know, sometimes when you're, I mean, I don't know whether you've tried Headspace or any, other, any kind of meditation talk. Certainly when I've looked on YouTube, they haven't been like people I could talk to about it who also do that or a teach that I could ask questions. Whereas with this one, they've got like a four part support structure. So after you've done the initial 12 day workshop, you can, you get assigned a mentor who you can email and they'll reply within 24 hours. Oh, and wow. so, yeah. yeah, right. So you can help, like if you're stuck, if you're worried, if you're scared, you know, whatever's coming up for you um, in your life, in your, and they'll, they'll provide support for whatever's happening right there and then. 
which is amazing um obviously um it's like having a therapist extra parent you know whatever whatever phrase you want to add to it but then there's also a community like i said because i've been going to these retreats then there's all these different other people who um have also been doing this training for a while and then of course there's the actual practice so i don't have to sit in silence which i, I can't do silence i'm rubbish um but uh but basically you um you can check it out when i when i when i send you the videos but the whole thing is just a very much a practical kind of meditation so that you don't have to sit with cross legs hours on end in a room uh trying to empty your mind because i was always rubbish at that uh, when i did try it so yeah so it's it's and then the fourth part is um is the actual the videos themselves so which obviously i'm going to link to yeah <laughs> amazing no that sounds really kind of comprehensive and obviously like you say that support network is is actually where the magic happens because it's it is that kind of extra support and I think as business owners as well sometimes it can feel quite lonely and in, in running a business and obviously they're not going to provide business support but actually you know support for you as a kind of human and as a person is, is hugely important when you're running your own business well that that's that's the actual funny you should say that because in this in the years i've been involved we've actually started a business support group so everybody who's running their own business who's also involved in this meditation teaching we now meet every online every other tuesday and we have our own trainings and things like that because one of the and there's many different teachers all over the world who have been trained to teach this training and one of them used to be a management consultant and so he is our business mentor, basically. So actually, we can have that solid foundation of, you know, obviously training as, you know, the, the personal side, but also the business side has come in, in the past four years. So it's, it's really quite comprehensive. Wow. It's like, not yeah. until I share like this, it's like, oh, actually, it's extremely thorough. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like some, yeah, yeah, it sounds kind of like a, a huge huge thing to be a part of and it sounds yeah. like it's had an incredible kind of um positive effect so yeah thank you for sharing <laughs> no problem no problem amazing okay so i guess this is it thank you so much for joining me today it was a pleasure to talk to you and i hope that the listeners obviously um would have kind of had well i hope they would have ta been taken notes actually <laughs> because there's lots of amazing little tips that we can all kind of utilize so thank you so much Thank you so much, Anna. It was a real pleasure to, to speak with you and uh, I look forward to hearing from everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'd be so, so grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes so that other female creatives can find this podcast too. See you next week.